0: Until Perek Vov so far in our Masechta, we've spent most of the first four Prokim discussing Peah, the last part of the fourth Perek and most of the fifth Perek discussing Leket, and now for the next two Prokim or so, we're going to discuss Shikha. The Torah says B'Sadecha, when you will harvest your harvest, when you will harvest your field, and you will forget a bundle in the field, then you should leave it for the poor. And that's the main type of shikha, the shikha of forgotten bundles. There's another type of shikha, which is the forgotten stalks, but the main focus of the Mishnahis will be on the shikha of the bundles. When you bring in the bundles from the field into the threshing floor, for the next part of the processing of the crop, if you forget bundles in the field, then it will be shikha. Now, the posuk we quoted before had a funny expression. When you harvest, you harvest. Now, when, you, when the Torah says, when you harvest, that's referring to the person doing the harvesting. When it says your harvest, that's referring to the owner of the field, the owner of the crop. And we learn from there that something is only considered Shikcha if it's forgotten by both the owner of the field and the worker, the one who's actually doing the harvesting. Of course, if they're one and the same person, then this would be irrelevant. But if it's not the owner who's doing the harvesting, then they both need to have forgotten it in order for it to be sheikha. Ha'omashashachachu payalim. A bundle which the workers forgot, but v'leishachachib al-abayis, the owner, the employer, did not forget it, or, if the owner forgot it, but the workers did not forget it. In those two cases, we're going to see it would not be considered Shikha. Now, when we say that the Balabayas, the owner, did not forget it, according to most, he has to at least be in the field. If he's on the field and doesn't forget it, very nice. It would still be considered Shikha. It has to be that he is in the field and he consciously remembers that there's a bundle there. Only in that scenario would it not be considered Shikha. Similarly, Omduani and if the poor people stand in front of that bundle, so they're blocking it from the owner or the worker's view, so they won't bring it in and it will be considered shikha. Or if the poor people covered a certain bundle with straw or stubble, in all these scenarios, the forgotten bundle will not be considered shikha. And in these last two cases, where the poor people hide the bundle, either the reason why it's not shikha is because you don't call this forgotten, because there were other things causing them to forget it. Had the poor people not been there, they would have remembered it and therefore it's not considered Shikra at all. Alternatively, it is technically shikra because they could have remembered that it was behind them. However, Midrjah Bonon a punishment for the poor people for hiding it when they weren't allowed to. We say that they don't get the Shikra and the owner can keep it. Mishlechets, when a farmer harvests a field, he doesn't necessarily bring all of the crop to the edge of the field into a massive pile in one go. He might make lots of small piles spread across the whole field, and then once he made all the small piles, he might bring them to the edge of the field to make a larger pile. Now, even once he brought all the piles to the edge of the field, and they're now in a big stack, so sometimes he'll thresh the produce right there where the stack is, but sometimes he might take it to a special threshing floor, which is further away from the field in order to thresh it there. So we see that there are lots of different occasions during the processing of the crop that bundles are being transported, or stalks are being transported. The question is, at which stage does shikha apply? And the first rule we need to know is that shikha only applies at one stage of the processing of the crop. And this is learned from the Posuk, which says ki sik When you perform a harvesting in your field, and you forget a bundle in the field, then it will be shikcha. So we see that the Torah is comparing the forgetting with the harvesting. It says when you harvest, then you forget. So just like when you harvest, when you cut the produce off the ground, that can only be done once. Obviously, once you've cut produce from the ground, you can't do that again, because it's no longer in the ground. So too, when it comes to shikha, when it comes to forgetting the bundles, there's only one stage in the processing that we will consider it shikha. And the basic rule for when that time is, is the final transporting of the bundles to where you want to thresh them. So that would either be the godish, which is the big stack of crop at the edge of the field, or it's going to be at the goiren, which is the threshing floor at any stage before that, if you forget the bundle, you can still go back to fetch it, because anyway, we don't view your transporting of all the bundles as a full transportation. It's as if you've only done half of it anyway, and therefore the other bundle is not considered shikha, so you can go back and fetch it. So now let's see all of this inside the Mishnah. le l'chevois, one who bundles out the crop into chevois, which are small hat-like bundles. In the shape of a hat, sois, which is when you bundle up the crop slightly under the ground. So you dig into the ground slightly. or into very flat bundles. Charoror means some sort of pancake. So this would be a very flat and wide bundle. amorim, this is a slightly bigger bundle than the other ones we've had so far and it's usually made up of a few smaller bundles which are bundled up into a slightly larger bundle. In all these cases, if you forgot bundles, or if you forgot stalks from before that, in a shikha, they are not considered shikha, because even the ones that you did gather, you haven't really brought them to their final place, and therefore, anyway, you're sort of in the middle of transporting them, so you can go back to fetch the other bundle. However, if the farmer then takes the bundles from these small bundles straight to the threshing floor, then that's certainly going to the final place where you're going to thresh them, and therefore, yeshle shikha, shikha does apply in that situation, at that stage, so if you forget bundles there, they would be shikha. Now what happens if I'm godish, one who is bundling up and gathering all the produce to make it into one big stack of crop, and you intend to thresh it there? In that situation, yeshle shikha, shikha does apply to it, however... If once you've gathered all of the produce into that big stack, you change your mind, and you decide that actually I'm going to thresh it in the threshing floor, then interestingly, in the Shikha shikra does not apply in that stage between the godish and the geiren, the big stack and the threshing floor, because since it already applied before, shikra cannot apply a second time, like we learned in the pasuk. So since in the previous stage, you intended for this to be the last stop, you intended to thresh it there, so shikra did apply over there, so even if you change your mind now, Shikha has ended, so if you leave some bundles in that big stack, it would not be considered shikha. And now the Mishnah explains. Zah this is the rule. Anybody who gathers in bundles to a place which is the completion of its work, the gmail melacha, where you intend for that to be the last place where you're going to gather in the bundles, after that it will be threshed then shikha, shikha does apply to it. However, the men of lagaren, if you take it from there to the threshing floor, so you take it somewhere else after that because you change your mind, then no shikha, shikha would not apply over there because it's already applied. But if originally, if you gather them up to a place which you do not intend to be the last part of the gathering in. You intend to take it from there onwards, therefore, ain't shikha, shikha does not apply at that stage, however, m'me'en of g'ayren, if you take it from there to the threshing floor, so now you intend for this to be the last stage, and shikha has not yet applied, and therefore shikha would apply over here, so if you forget bundles there, then you would have to leave them for the poor as shikha. Perekh the halacha is that something which is hefka, ownerless, is exempt from the tithes. We saw in the first perekh, by which point he has to make it hefka, in order to exempt it from tithes, from the maistress, but if he declares his crop ownerless early enough, then he does not need to separate the maistress for that crop. Now, if somebody wanted to give a poor person part of his crop, in addition to the leket, the shikra, and the payah that he has to give, what he would often do is, when the poor person comes to his field, he would declare the crop or part of the crop ownerless, and then the poor person could just come and take it, and he wouldn't have to take maistress from that crop. Now, the focus of the first half of our Mishnah is whether it works if somebody says, I want my crop to be hefka, but not for everybody, just for the poor people. So, had you declared it ownerless for everybody, even if just the poor person's there, that's fine. Because, technically, anyone could take it, and therefore it's considered ownerless. But if you specifically say, I only want it to be ownerless for the poor people to take, then does that declaration work? And by extension, the question really is, is that crop obligated in Maestris? Be Shammai min Be say, Hefke la'aniyim hefke. Hefke here is spelt with a base, even though usually it's with a fey. But according to Be if one makes something hefke for poor people, it is considered valid, and that is considered hefke for poor people, and it would be exempt from the maestress. And Be learned this from the posuk, which says, when talking about the various gifts for the poor, it says, Le'oniv la'gera tazuv e'thom. For the poor person and for the convert, you shall leave them. Now we already know that we're talking about the gifts, so the Torah didn't really have to say them. It should have just said, leave for the poor people. What should you leave? Yeah, well obviously you should leave what we're talking about. You should leave them the gifts. So why did the Torah have to add in the word oisom, them? The answer is, says Bishamai, it comes to include something else, which would have the same status as the Matno as the gifts for the poor. And what is that something else? That something else is hefka, where just like when it comes to the Magnus only the poor people can take that, and it's exempt from mycerus. So too, if somebody makes something hefka just for the poor people, then it will be exempt from a and it will work. However, they still, them, they still say, "No, ain't no hefka. It's not considered ownerless, and no one, not even the poor people, can take it. Add, you've got until he makes it hefka even for the rich people. The whole mechanism of making something ownerless only works if you make it totally ownerless. And only if you do that would it be exempt from maestros. And Be'ez Hillel learned this from another posuk, Kashmita. Be'ez Hillel say it's like Shmita. Shmita is once every seven years, there's a year of Shmita, where one is not allowed to work his land, and all the crop which grows in his land is free for anybody to take, both wealthy and poor. And when talking about Shmita, the Torah says, Vahashavir's Tishmitena Tashta. And in the seventh year you shall let go of it and you shall leave it so the obvious question is what's the difference letting go of it leaving it why'd you have to add in the words leaving it the answer is because there's another way that you can leave the produce which would have the same laws as schmitta and what is that other way that other way is hefka so just like with schmitta it's ownerless for everybody and only then is it exempt from the tithes the maestras so, too, when it comes to normal Hefka, one can only make something Hefka and it will only work if you make it totally Hefka for everybody. And if you do that, then it will be exempt from maestrus. Now, bundle is only considered shikha if it's left by itself. If you forget just one or two, perhaps three bundles. But we're going to learn in the Mishnah later on, that if one leaves behind three bundles, and according to some, if he leaves behind four bundles, or more, then it's not considered shikha because it's not really forgotten, you just haven't come to those ones yet. It's as if you stopped your harvest halfway through, and you would be able to keep those bundles and they would not be shikha. So based on that, what happens if you have a scenario where Every one of the bundles in the field is the size of a kav. The echad in this one bundle, which is much larger, shall bat's cabin. That bundle is the size of four kav, so it's four times as large as the rest of the bundles and it's that bundle which you forget. So with Shammai, maybe Shammai say, That bundle, even if it's the only bundle there, it's not considered Shikra. The reason being that since every bundle in the field is the size of one calf, so we view this big bundle in terms of the rest of the bundles. So this bundle is like four bundles. And the Halacha is, if there are four bundles which you leave behind, it's not Shikra. So, according to Shamai, this extra-large bundle is viewed as divided into four, and therefore it's not considered Shikra. However, it will be Esseloam I and Besilas say, no, at the end of the day, this is one bundle, it's not four, and therefore Shikra would be considered Shikra, which is the normal law if one leaves behind just one bundle. Mishnah in a few Mishnah's time, we're going to learn that if there is something about this bundle, or this thing that you forget, that is very memorable or very unique to this thing, then since you're pretty much guaranteed to remember it later on, if you forget it momentarily now, we do not consider it shikha. The question of our Mishnah is Ha'imesh gofa? a bundle which is placed near to a gofa, which is a wall of stones which aren't necessarily cemented together or if it's next to a large stack, or if it's next to an animal, the place where the animals work, or possibly the place where the animals sleep at night, or if it's next to the utensils used for plowing. The point is that this bundle is in a place in the field where you're guaranteed to go there. It's a significant part of the field, so if you forget it now, is it considered memorable enough that it will not be considered shikha? Now there's a debate in the Yerushalmi and in the Mepharshim as to whether you have to actually have picked up the, ba- the bundle and placed it next to one of these things, or if it's enough that it was just there anyway, that it grew there and it's now in a bundle, but not that you had to actually move it and place it there. So the Mishnah says, if you forget that bundle, it's not considered shikha, and you can keep it for yourself, because it is considered memorable and significant enough, so you're definitely going to remember it later on. So even if you forget it momentarily, it's not considered shikha. But they still say, no, this is not considered memorable and significant enough, and therefore shikha. it is considered shikha, just like any other bundle which you forget in the field.